Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to In Game Live right here on the Sports Grid. I'm Kevin Walsh, and I am joined by Cam Stewart for what should be a packed night here on a Wednesday. Cam, how are you? How you doing, Kev? Uh, it looks like you got a little bit of a trim upstairs, buddy. I hope things are good. And uh, Marenzi's laughing. Uh, I, I, I'm with you tonight. I did the New York two-step Mets uh, Yankees parlay to plus one twenty-two on Fanduel. I need your Yankees right. to come back, buddy. Come on. So we're we're riding the Yankees together, me and the Walsh family tonight. But don't, don't tell your dad <laughs> I'm on Montreal tonight in hockey. He's oh, not going to like that. No. But, uh, yeah, but hey. One's better than none, right, Kev? Yankees, yes. Tonight, I got to go with the Canadians. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's more what I I think you being on the Yanks, I think, would uh, soften that blow. You know what? Let me get this out of the way, because there is something that I've seen uh, Gabe tweet a lot about this series, and I I somewhat laugh because I'm like, man, it would be hilarious to watch him and my dad watch this game together and then just disagree on every single thing that they're seeing. But he's made a point that, I I don't know, maybe it's in the moment, but it, it does intrigue me a little bit. Uh, and we're going to get you guys set up here for Boston and Philly uh, in the NBA in a second here, where he says he feels, though, that the league actually doesn't like Montreal, which kind of surprises me. They feel like one of the household names in the NHL, if I'm not mistaken, one of the original six. Like, is that a legitimate vibe that the actual the NHL doesn't really favor the Canadians? It, it kind of is. It's just one of those things like, here's the thing, Kev. It's different in baseball with the Yankees. In hockey, it's kind of like, no matter how crappy Toronto and Montreal are, they know that people are hypnotized and they will always do well. It's like the NHL understands, like they try to grow in smaller markets rather than Montreal and Toronto. It's like the Yankees and Dodgers in baseball, right? They're always going to be there. They're going to be staples. Also, the French-Canadian stuff. I think a lot of the media doesn't want to have to deal with this and the extra and the reporters. Like A lot of people follow the Montreal Canadiens, so... I, I think it's a little bit different with the COVID-19 protocols with the press conferences and stuff, but just so many media members like following that team, it, it could be a little bit overwhelming, but I'm not going to say they hate the Montreal Canadiens. It's just, I could tell you one thing since Bettman's been commissioner is he's really trying to get, you know, like the Carolinas of the world, the Arizonas, like really trying to big up those places where hockey's not big, where you can always rely on uh, Montreal and Toronto to, uh, you know, bring in the dough. I'm not going to say he, he, he hate Montreal, but no, I, I sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, the, the, those teams are disrespected because they know people will always be there if you get my drift. Yeah, they know. I, I think that makes uh, sense. And we will have the opportunity to certainly talk about that game here tonight uh, on the grid. And it's good that I've got Cam with me because he will help make sure that we keep a steady diet between the NBA and the NHL because he knows, obviously, uh, where my heart does skew. But I want to talk to you a little bit here 
uh, about the Celtics and the Sixers, Cam. And if you've played uh, this game, I had pregame over 212.5. So we had uh, a very good first good half start. in that regard. Embiid over 27.5. Again, can't complain there. And it gave me maybe too much confidence. I've made a bet I'm, I'm not sure about here. I took the Sixers getting eight uh, at the half. Uh, you know, it's a 10-point game right now. I just think they can shoot better. I think this should be a tight game, wire to wire. Uh, how do you see this matchup? Well, Kev, you got a better – I wish I had the eight with you because I did it uh, at five. I have the Philadelphia right. 76ers at five. Eight's a better number. These guys were up double digits too. Now they're down 10. Like, I just don't get it. Gabe and I were talking on the show. This team is just very disappointing. But I'm with you. I see this game, things tightening up, and I expect it to be a very, very close basketball game down the stretch. Hopefully they feed Embiid uh, when they want to instead of just uh, going to other options. This guy says he wants to put the team on his back. We'll do it. Figure out a way to do it because you got to be the beast. And this Philadelphia team has been nothing but disappointing down 12 right now, Kev. But I think uh, we can get there. They just can't crumble. They can't get down more than like 12, 14. They got to get on a little run here and help us out. But I think they can cover. I, I, You know, I'm just very disappointed. They had a nice little start in this game and they really pissed it away. Yeah, they looked awesome at the start. They then went ice cold. But I was, I, you know, that's the thing. I'm kind of hoping that it starts to work its, uh, its way back into it. Uh, a little bit there. So this will be a fun one for us to follow. Uh, I'll quickly check you guys on the live lines. It is 69.57. The book posts it at 11 and a half uh, now. So they're seemingly going to kind of move this number, I guess, as Philly goes uh, or as Boston goes, if you will. Uh, whatever the score is, you know, add a hook in either direction. And that total sits at 224 and a half, uh, which is good. Although, I think five points have already come off of this number from where it was at the half. So it's a very slow start here uh, in quarter number three. And then as per usual, Cam, uh, you know, Major League Baseball always leaves us something uh, on the card. We've got ourselves four games that are live right now. You mentioned uh, the New York two-step here. The Mets are up one nothing. The Yanks down, but only 2-1. Yeah, so I need both uh, New York teams in that uh, plus money parlay. Didn't want to lay the big juice with DeGrom and the same with the Yankees, but with Cole on the hill, you know, I believe in this team. I know they have injuries, but the thing is, it's also true that Tampa Bay – they, they're they good. They're very, very good. I actually bet the Rays the other night there, Kevin. I thought it was a good spot with Snell. Um, we're we're going to see what's going to happen right now, but I think the Yankee bats will eventually get there and find ways to produce some runs. So this game is very early. Another game that I like um, – the only thing that's interesting is you got to remember these doubleheader games are seven innings. And I, when I like to take the run lines, that's a lot of uh, bats that you lose, right? Seven innings yeah. instead of nine innings, that's a big deal. But I like Cincinnati tonight against um, uh, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Matt Harvey, who you know, Kev, living in the New York area, former uh, Met, he, he's back with the Royals. And Trevor Bauer, where the incident uh, at Coppin Stadium where he went bananas, this is the same spot of the crime. I like the Reds in this spot. I really like the minus one and a half, but I'm worried with the less at bat. So hopefully, uh, you know, if that game stays, I can find a dance partner and put a parlay together because I'm simply not going to lay like 240. That's not in my uh, yeah. wheelhouse. No, I, I know it's not. I have to, you know, uh, say baseball's really taking a backseat for me with the NBA playoffs starting. It's just, you know, because every night the baseball card is so big, but all these NBA games, they matter so much. And, uh, you know, I, I found myself, uh, just so interested in them. But we've got a lot of night baseball. We've got three games starting in the 8 o'clock window and then four games kind of starting in that 9 o'clock window. So seven more games that are set to join in us. So uh, it's only – I would say it's inevitable, Cam, that we find one or two spots that, uh, that have our interest. Uh, talk to me, though, quickly just uh, what you've seen today um, in the ice. You know, Colorado, my goodness, 7-1. Uh, Tampa Bay and Boston advancing as well. Uh, what were some of your takeaways from the early hockey? Kevin, you'd be proud of me because, uh, you know, we talk about the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And today I woke up and I go, I'm not taking Carolina in this game. I'm not. I didn't like the way mm-hmm. they lost that last game to Boston. And Gabe and I laughed about it. We both bet on uh, Boston. They were down one goal and they came back and won two to one. Colorado just absolutely pummeling the Coyotes. These guys could be the best team in the league. But I will say this, Kev, the last two games on the board, very difficult games. Carter Hart and the Flyers have been fantastic. I just think Montreal has been a little bit snake bitten in the series too. If you look, 
even when they beat him, they hit post crossbar, some really uh, some chances that just they, they missed. Hockey's often a game of luck, and luck hasn't been on their side. So on FanDuel, both underdogs are plus 125. So I will be riding the Montreal Canadiens and um, and the Vancouver Canucks in the late game tonight, taking both uh, dogs. So far, 2-0 and in hockey. It's been a good day, and some parlays attached to Colorado, and I think they're up uh, winning 7-1 to right now. So that looks very good. Yeah, Colorado uh, getting the job done there. Uh, a big game tonight between the Flyers. It'll be fun to talk about that one. And, of course, Vancouver and St. Louis. Uh, we can hit that before we go. And as per usual, too, uh, you know, we might take a look over at some three balls, uh, maybe on the golf side of things, if we've sure. got some breathing room here uh, on the show. Uh, so Philly has to call a timeout a little bit over four minutes into this third quarter. Uh, it is a 9-2 run for Boston to start. You, you know, the nine points from Boston is fine. Two points from the Sixers is laughable. And, you know, ah, man, like for me, who also played this total, like, you know, if they can cover this game, stay within that number, that's the cherry on top here. Like, I can't have them messing up uh, this total. I went much harder on that number. It's down to 222 and a half. This live number here, Cam, sits at 13 and a half. I don't want, I don't know what to do here. Boy, Philly is plus 11 20. I'm basically if if we're gonna throw like if we're gonna burn in the fire, I'm not I'm not giving Philadelphia any more of my money. They're either gonna come back and cover for you, hopefully cover for me. Right now, it looks like we're both, you know, our, our feet are on the coals, buddy. This team's pissing mm-hmm. me off. They're down 15, and you said it. The totals now hit a hit a roadblock. I, I you know, and I'm not confident taking Boston to minus 13 and a half right now. Sometimes in game live, we just have a, a number that we can't work with, and I need Philadelphia mm-hmm. to come back here and work something out. Interesting, man. This team, like you thought, too, without Hayward and a desperate team, and they, they they played better in the first game, just very disappointing. But this is what we know from the Sixers, right, in the bubble. They've been a good home team, but they suck on the road or in the hub. Like, very, very angry right now at these guys. I, I, bet, I bet them, and, you know, I'm going to pay the price for betting a, a, a lousy team. Yeah, and again, you know, for me, yeah, the frustration. A, a disappointing team, disappointing team. Yeah. They're really loud. And, you know, they're not great. the thing is, like, <laughs> we, we know that they're banged up without Simmons and what have you, but for them to score 33 the way that they did in the first quarter, now the shooting numbers were ridiculous, right? Like, uh, you know, they're not, they weren't going to go out there and put up a buck 40 or whatever you wanted on this team. But to come out of the break and only have two points, I mean, here's the thing, uh, you know, it reminds me a little bit of what we saw from the Lakers somewhat last night. Now, funny enough, I actually did not jump on the Lakers live. I, you know, you'd be proud of me for that at least, Cam, that I knew good enough yeah. to just not chase <laughs> that team. I'm sure you'd be surprised to probably hear that. But you look at the way That's the Lakers good. shot the three ball, and you'd be like, oh, there's no way that that could keep up. And look, sometimes things regress, just not in the 48 minutes. It might take a little bit before you see that uh, get back to where you want. But Philly right now from deep, Cam, 25%. They've only they've made three of twelve. Boston ten to twenty five. Simply put, that's the difference. That's the game. I mean, you've got no chance <laughs> to win if that's what the three point discrepancy is going to look like. Ex- excellent point. That's the thing. That's that's the game right there. That's the cover. That's your over under. You put everything into the recipe right there. That's the problem. And uh, you know, you think sometimes water finds its level over time. Sometimes you're just ice cold. I'll never forget that NCAA basketball game. Me and Gabe bet on. We were watching the panel like. North Carolina, AT&T, they're the worst three-pointing shooting team in, in America. And like 18, <laughs> next thing you know, they hit like their first nine shots. It's like nine for nine from three-point <laughs> land. And we're just sitting back laughing. Here comes the narrative. But, yeah, no, Philadelphia, they, they, and you said it, man. Even with the Simmons injury, they got enough professionals on that team to, to get it done. But that's absolutely pathetic. Hey, Kevin, that keeps up, buddy. We're doomed. But the good news is there's a lot of more, there's a lot more games on the sched. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, look, oh, that's a very good point. There's a lot, there's a lot more in the schedule. Look, there's also a lot more game left uh, here, yeah. right? So we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on it, and uh, we'll be able to follow uh, along. But uh, that's how we kind of set the deck here for what should be a fun two hours packed night. We, of course, will get you set up for the late game over in the NBA as well between the Mavs and the Clippers, which I'm very interested uh, to see where Cam is leaning in that one. And we mentioned seven more baseball games that are about to get underway. Uh, some from a couple of minutes ago, all the way up until one, we'll leave you guys. Uh, so you keep it right here on In Game Live on a Wednesday night. We'll be right back. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back right here to In-Game Live. Kevin Walsh and Cam Stewart with you guys here until 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, feel free to hit us up over on Twitter. Let us know what plays you guys are on tonight. Uh, you can find Cam at Cam Stewart Live. I know, uh, you know, Sports Grid Record now becoming a big part um, of kind yeah. of the, you know, what goes on here. And he's always tweeting yeah, out what he wakes Cam me up, has. Kev. <laughs> he's like, hey, you got any early plays? I'm like, uh, I'm kind of yeah, helping yeah. out my parents today, but I'll get back to you. Yeah. I'm glad. Sure. Hey, Montreal's, uh, Montreal just scored, uh, I think, shorthanded, Kev. So they are up on oh, Philadelphia. Wow. So wow. if you guys like Philadelphia in the game, I think now is probably the best time because these guys were favored. And now let's take a look at the, the live line, Kev. Maybe we can do something for people here. I'm on Montreal, so I'm kind of you know i'm situated here yeah. and i do i do round robin parlays but we're here to help other people with what they think in the game and uh i will say that the live live they've taken it off the board right now but when it comes back kev uh, i'll take a look at it because remember philadelphia was fair. okay yes now we got a live line so montreal has become plus 125 there now minus 150 the flyers who were favored are now plus 120 and it's interesting fanduel had a total of four and a half in this game and has gone up to five and a half they have not reached that level 
Interesting. I would actually kind of like look at the under in this game. I'm not really on it, Kev, but the line opened up at four and a half and now it's five and a half. That's a big yeah. deal. Three, two, you still win. Yeah, no, that's uh that's a very, very good point. Uh I think this is gonna be a fun game for us to follow. It wouldn't surprise me if uh the favorite here flips a couple of times. Um, you know, over in the NBA, I'd tell you one thing I'm very grateful for right now as uh Philly is getting their teeth kicked in and they're down twenty points, <laughs> is Joel Embiid uh has twenty eight points, so that is over the twenty seven and a half. And I'll tell you why. So uh in the Raptors game, Cam, I had Lowry over twenty and a half. Scores 21. I had Donovan Mitchell yep. <laughs> under 29 and a half. He scores 30. You always talk about yep. how sharp these props are uh, and what have I you. Do. You know, but it's funny. You win by a hook. You know, yep, right. Nailed it. Never in doubt. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and when you lose by the hook, <laughs> oh, it's the worst beat ever. And, you know, I'm kind of, you know, right, I'm yeah. complaining a little bit. And my dad's like, eh, listen, you squeezed out the loud one. I'm like, what side are you on? Leave me alone here, I like, man. I'm, I, li- I like your old man. He's, he's very wise. That's the thing, too. Yeah, you're right. You win by whatever. You're like, yeah, I expected that. You lose You lose by the hook. You're, like, bitching the whole time. I can't believe he didn't hit that free throw, that stupid thing. You know, yeah. You're going absolutely yeah. bananas. But, yeah, you just hope over time, Kev, that you get more winners than losers uh, when we're dealing with that. But I just can't believe it. Like, I know Gabe has told me when we're doing the shows, he's doing more of these – three-point props and stuff like that because these player props man they are just absolutely razor thin right on the number what do you think about porzingis tonight i know uh, upgraded to probable uh the 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 ejection with the cheesy technical calls uh i think he's going to be an angry guy when he was rocking and rolling i thought dallas really had a good shot to beat the clippers in that game and they almost covered without him yeah no they did i mean they were right in that they were up with him obviously in that game i think it's a spot where you know, unfortunately, Kristaps getting thrown out leaves me a little confused with what to do with this game. I think even as far as the total goes, like, they played a couple of games in the regular season, and in those games in the regular season, they played to the under, and Kristaps was pretty bad in those games. Then they played in the bubble uh, before uh, the playoffs, right? They played in one of those restart games, and Kristaps had 30 points, and the game went over. Like, I almost wonder if Kristaps himself is damn somewhat correlated to the total, and I've been thinking about playing this over all day. And the thing is, and you know this, if you wait long enough on a total in the NBA, uh, eventually you're going to get a bad number if you're looking to play the yeah. over, that is, right? So that number was around 230 flat, and now it's 231 and a half. So I've not yeah. really pulled the trigger there anywhere other than a Kawhi Leonard prop. So we're, we're rolling with that right now. Um, I could see myself getting involved. But I, I, I think I Dallas like should... I think that here's the thing, too. So Luka Doncic had 11 turnovers. Only time he's had double-digit turnovers all season long. So that should have come back. And now Patrick Beverly is out, who we know is obviously a pest. I think Dallas is – man, I, I, I struggle not to think that they're live here. I know the Clippers can go out there and, you know, somewhat put it on this team, but Dallas just feels like they should be able to hang with these guys. I'm with you. And uh, I think Doncic knows what he needs to do. I think Porzingis, uh, I know he's playing hurt, but he understands underneath he can beat these guys. Hey, the Clippers got off to a wicked start in that game, and Dallas started to look like the better team. That the technical calls, it's BS, but it's by. And hey, remember, Kev, if Kawhi doesn't hit those free throws too, they cover by the hook at the end of the game yep. if there's no foul and they just play it out, right? So I'm telling you, I think Dallas can play with these guys. And uh, I'm going to take the points with the underdog. It's been an underdog day so far. Brooklyn covers, other than the one underdog with Philadelphia. Kev, uh, we could basically take the Sixers and just burn it. If you got a ticket, just burn it. Because these guys are, what a horrible second half by these uh, turkeys. But I'm going to tell you, Mm. the Dallas Mavericks is a team, I think. uh, I think they're an underdog we can trust. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Uh, I'm looking, you know, I'm going to look towards these Luka props. And, you know, it's funny. I'm talking about how sharp these props are. And, you know, you you want to talk about, you know, they're always sharp. Then you get into the postseason, and then you talk about the best players, and you're really asking to die by hooks. And I've already seen it happen to me twice, but I can't help but uh, look towards Luca and think that he can just – I just think he's going to take the ball in his hands every single play. Like, I really don't think he's going to be messing yep. around, if you know what I mean here, Cam. Like, I just think when you look props? at the usage – See his props. Was it like 40, 40, yeah. was it 49 or like something like combined? Like, oh, points, whoa, rebounds, I mean, assists. I mean, you're basically betting a triple double, yes, no. You're basically yes. betting a triple double, yes, no. Right? Excellent. Point. Uh, 
like what even is his triple double prop? Because that is a prop. I, I bet you it's not even like it's two to one for him to have a triple double. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Like yeah, for perspective, Kawhi <laughs> is is twenty three hundred to have a triple double. Like they just wow. they, they tacked on a full a full zero there when it comes to anybody else. So look, the numbers are super high. I think if I'm going to play it, you know, it would be points or assists. So I'm going to see. I haven't gotten involved there just yet, and. I, you know, when I admit this, I know people say don't let one bet uh, influence your next bet. But I am someone who likes to continue, you know, watch some things kind of go in the net and then, you know, assess what I want to do next. And, um, you know, I've got the Embiid over, which is that's good. Uh, as long as this game is going over, Cam, I'll feel a little bit better to, to, to jump back around in that game somewhere. I haven't decided where yet, though. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, buddy. And we we got a lot of thing we got a lot of things on on the go right now too. But just very 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 disappointed. Like I got to be honest with you with like the injury with Hayward and Philadelphia. The like Kev, I expected a tight game. Like I, I I did not see in any you know scenario Boston pulling away 18, 20 points. Like hey man, when you're wrong, you're wrong. I've been right with the all the hockey and the earlier game. I was on the Utah Jazz today, but man, I am dead wrong with this game, like with Philadelphia. I just, I got to stay away from these guys. <laughs> yeah. No, look, it happens, obviously. Now, I, again, I even if they lose this game, which odds are they're certainly going to be losing this game, okay? I, I still think they can keep it somewhat competitive in the series. And we've seen this a lot, though, in the NBA, to be fair, Cam. When a guy is absent, it's almost like the teams will have this one-game boost. They know they have to step up. Yeah. They want to play for their guy. The market adjusts to the absence, and you get burned. We saw it a lot during the regular season, and it feels like it's remained true here even in the bubble to a degree. I mean, that's, for goodness sakes, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks was an outright to the, you know, pulled together by Scotch Tate Brooklyn Nets. I think we'll yeah. kind of show you that here. So maybe stubbornly, but – you know, even if this goes the way it looks like it's going to go, I still might come back around on Philly in game three because I think there's a world where they might be getting seven, seven and a half. Yeah, you know what? And that's what one thing that I try to do, like, in my gambling, and it works. It's like me and Gabe have, like, we talk about it, and sometimes he gets pissed off at teams and doesn't want to come back to them, but you got to come back to them, right? It's just one of those things. It's like, I know they burned us, and we actually learned a lesson and say, you know what? We're not going to be away from, like we we can't get off this Boston train I know we love betting against them they broke our heart but sometimes you got to flip it and go you know what this is the good spot you're right we're after a blow like this say these guys lose by 18 to 20 the Sixers you're right we might get them seven and a half eight next game that's an inflated number I don't like what I'm seeing but I might bite at that but Kev anything around like you know the four and a half the six mark where free throws could come in the game late I'm a little bit skeptical you're gonna have to give me more I, I'm, I'm with you I think eight is a number that I can sit back and uh, pull the trigger, but not much under that. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I'll also, I'll start to think to myself here, is Philly going to get swept, right? And I would be pretty surprised if they were swept. So if I just take them on the money line in game number three, and if we win, great. And if they lose, well, then we go into game number four. And if I play them on the money line there again, they'll be plus money. We should come out mm -hmm. net positive. Now, obviously, they might just get swept. And if that happens, then, you know, we get burned. But that's another thing that I'm going to be thinking about here. But right now, I mean, Furkan Kormaz goes to the line for three free throws and only makes one of them. It's just things like that. Like, that's just how you lose games. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yes. When a team fouls a three-point shooter and you can't even make them pay to the tune of two free throws, like, <laughs> those, are exactly. the, like those are just the things that can't happen, right? And, like, you know, I know Well, Kormaz, think about it, Kev. Sorry to interrupt, like, it's 17 points, it becomes like 14, 15 points. Like, we got life. Like, the little things like that, right? Like, and you yep. know, like, there's that cr that crux in basketball. It's around that 18 to 22. Like, once you're down, like, 22, 24, eh, you start to almost, like, tap out. It's like, can we come back? But think about all the little things that they're doing, and they're down 17. If they did them properly, they might be down 10 or 11 and still have a chance in this game with uh, three minutes to go in the third and another quarter. Just sloppy basketball, bad execution. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And, and there's certainly a world where Philly goes, all right, we'll see you guys in two days, right? There, there's certainly yeah. a where they go, what's the point? We already feel like Embiid's out here 
somewhat on an island. He's already played 29 minutes. Is it really worth making him, you know, slug through 40 minutes just to lose this game by 15? So uh, I think it's a good point here. And I certainly will say this, you know, we'll take a look at the live line. Like they're getting 15 and a half. No way am I running to to grab 15 and a half. If they end up losing by 15 or 14 or even 10, good. You know what? Fine. I'm not running and chasing this team right now. They've done absolutely nothing, Cam, uh, to deserve that kind of love. Um, but, yeah, we've talked about this game a lot. I think we can we can uh, introduce a little bit more uh, of the baseball to yep. the discussion. Sure. Um, uh, you know, one of the things with this with this Yankee spot here, man, it's like, just, is Gary Cole still on this game? I mean, they're plus 120. Look, I know he's given up two home runs. But, like, the Yankees are at home with Gary Cole on the mound. Like, I, I mean, you know what the problem is, Cam? And, and we can expand on this a little bit on the other side because I know we're coming up against the break. Is yep. The Yankees have done such a good job stepping up with key players being out. And it almost has become expected. But you would think there just comes a point where it's like no LeMahieu, no Judge, no Stanton. And maybe it is impacting these guys more than we would think. We can hit that and a lot more when we get back here on In Game Live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
right back here on the grid. Kevin Walsh with Cam Stewart. And Cam, we were just talking about Rays Yankees before we hit the break. Yeah. And, you know, this is the thing with these guys. Like, you know, you've not gotten a bad performance from Garrett Cole. You know, two runs on, on you know, two mistakes. Okay. So what? You know, uh, he, he's pitching fine here. The issue for the Yankees right now with just this offense. Now, look, they've got a lot of guys that, that can step up, right? Luke Voigt's been awesome. Uh, Aaron Hicks at times can, can do well. Gio Shell, but now finds himself in a slump here. I think the big issue for this team is the fact that the two guys that are still healthy, when you talk about the main Yankees bat, Glaber and Gary Sanchez have both, I mean, call it what it is, they've both been terrible this year, Cam. And that's yep. really the worry when it comes to, you know, say wanting to jump in on this Yank squad uh, and back them live is – can they do enough at the plate? Like, look at this total, six and a half. And a half with the Yanks, exactly. like, that is low, man. But you understand why? Yeah, I'm in no rush to bet the over six and a half here. Here's the thing, too. Glasnow's got a one hitter going, and you said it. Eventually, over time, Kev, it's going to catch up with you. You don't have you don't have Stanton, Judge, uh, and uh, Lemayhew's. What was he hitting? Four eleven? Like, are you kidding me? That, that these are guys <laughs> that keep deep, deep ball hitters, home run hitters, and guys that keep rallies going. That's the thing. The guys that they're missing are absolutely huge. The two out hits. Hi, DJ Lemayhew. That's what you do. So you know, I'm in no rush to take the Yankees at plus one twenty. As I mentioned. Uh, I didn't want to bet the games individually. I parlayed them, the the Mets and Yanks, and you know we're still in this thing. But you know Glasnow's pitching well, and he doesn't have to deal with some big bats in the lineup. So I'm in no rush. And if you like Tampa Bay, you're still going to have to pay 58 cents when they're winning. And the Yankees can be dangerous. So this game to me looks like a pass. And I hate to say it, Kev, I'd actually lean under. I'd lean under six and a half the way things mm-hmm. are going. Oh, I think I think you're I think you're right to lean that way. All things considered, uh, I think I think you are. So it's, it's, it's an unfortunate spot here uh, for the Yanks, but I, I don't necessarily think that it's a – now, look, they can still win this game because it's a, it's a one-run game. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm not over the moon necessarily about that spot. Um, what about Twins Brewers? Uh, you know, one of the things, Cam, that I've seen happen a lot when it comes to sports gambling is when a trend starts to become public knowledge – is when it starts to kind of fall apart. Yeah, exactly. With the Twins now play, I think it's 13 home games, 12 have gone under. Now, here we are again today, low total. So far, only one nothing, but we're in the second inning. You know, it's one of these things, If maybe if you haven't been on it from the beginning, you don't want to jump in. But to be fair, I, I mean, this has been maybe the most profitable angle in all of baseball. No, you're absolutely right, and we talked about the under the other night where Maeda almost had the no-hitter. one nothing now in the second inning. i got to be honest with you, though, Kev. Uh, I'm not going to be rushing to the window to bet the under. You have caught my interest with Milwaukee early in a game, now getting plus 260 with Rich Hill going up against Anderson. I'm not going to pull the trigger yet, but that's intriguing to me. You got Milwaukee, and that is a huge dog price for – I looked at this game earlier, and I kind of – like made Milwaukee, uh, I do like a list of things I like, circle what I'm going to do and things that I might take. And Milwaukee almost made the I'm going to play dog list at plus 148 on FanDuel. Plus 260 down a run, it has me very interested. I might make Milwaukee a live play. I think that's a significant, significant juice. Uh, I love the take back. Yeah, no, I mean, for only one run, right, that is a monster number that this team is laying. And I don't think they were necessarily monster favorites pre-game. About a buck fifty yeah. or so. So yeah, buck sixty. Yep. Yep. Three forty. I mean that, crazy. that doesn't make any sense. And they're not even up anymore. Yeah. You know what? Like, I, I, I I got a sprinkle on it. Like, you know, this is what we're here in game live and we got to look at the numbers and I'm not going to say I'm going to tweet it to our friend uh at sports grid picks or anything because we got or else we'd have like a million of them but it's something yeah, yeah. in game live that i think we have to do kevin that number's out of whack and i'm gonna take it like i think i think it's crazy at that price so you know what i'm gonna take my shot with milwaukee i'm in yeah i i like it I, again it's just for that to be the number they're not even, like you would think minnesota's got a guy standing on home <laughs> for yeah. that third, like yeah, exactly just, exactly like, just a crazy number 
to be laying there, but it, it is what it is. Uh, and let's, you know, what about here at 840? Rockies, uh, Astros, they, they, uh, they trade ballparks now. Uh, we've got Valdez, who's been really good, up against Castellini, who's also been good. Uh, you know, these are two teams you would think on paper, all oh, over, over, over. But the pitching that they're bringing to the table has been all right here. I mean, the total is 12 and a half. Mammoth, mammoth number. A- anything you want to do here with this uh, with this spot? Actually, that's the thing. The one thing I would do would probably play the under 12 and a half. It's a hard thing to do at Coors, Kev, but you know what? You're right. The Valdez has been surprising. Castellani, he's pretty decent. Um, I think that's a big, big number. And when these teams have got together, they've had, remember that game, like two to one in extra innings. They haven't been tearing the cover off the ball either. So it was something that I, I would look at. It's hard to bet these unders at Coors, but I do think 12 and a half. I lean under in this spot. Tough. I, I would probably look at the Rockies at plus 125 and the under 12 and a half. Hasn't made the betting card. Those are my leans. Yeah, I mean, you need over a run an inning, like by a lot, like almost a run and a half. That is just yep. so much to ask. Now, again, <laughs> I know it yep. can happen. I'm not naive here, but like, these teams just play two in Houston. Damn, I don't know if you caught these games. Two one, yeah, two one. They're all unders. And one of them went. Yep. One of them went extras. <laughs> one of them went to extras. I know. I think it nothing nothing. So it went to extras at zero zero. I remember I had the guys. I'm like, whoa, yeah. man, two to one final. Yeah, no, these guys yeah. are not scoring runs, Kev. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you, oh. you would think Rockies Astros twelve nine. You know, of course, thirteen ten. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm not rushing to the window to bet the over. Yeah, these teams have played unders. Yeah, absolutely. And have I, I been think surprising. One hundred percent for for me. Also, guys, you know, depending on how you want to play it, but I think if you grab twelve and a half, you can get through. This is the thing: you can get through, say, four innings, and it could still be two one. The number's going to come down, okay, to maybe nine nine and a half or something like. And you can try and middle this game. I think even if you guys want to start this from an angle of I'm going to start with twelve in my twelve and a half in my pocket cam, and eventually I think I can try and middle this game, I'm not mad at that one bit. I think it could be a very good way to play this one, actually. Yeah, and and we've talked about this before on in-game, Kev. Certain things that you have to pay attention to are Coors. You know, they get runs in bunches a lot of the time. There's great middling opportunities when a team is down. You know what I mean? Like, you talk about, like, in hockey, two-goal leads. At Coors, three, four-run leads, half. Whatever, I even know we're talking <laughs> under this game most of the time, and you can get those inflated numbers, and that's the thing. Those Rocky games are the best games to middle, hands down. Like, I've been, I love sitting back sometimes on a Rocky game. You know, the Padres put up a crooked number, like three nothing. I get the Rockies and a dog. They come back, take a five three lead. You get teams, both teams of plus money, <laughs> sit back, you know, light a cigar and go, what are we doing uh, with the next game here? You can do that stuff at Coors. It happens a lot. But you're, you brought up a really good point. Like, when you look at those numbers and those teams, I can't believe how they're not scoring runs right now. It's 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 really kind of crazy, but uh, you, won't, you won't be catching me betting the over, buddy. It's under or nothing in that game and dog or nothing. Yeah, let me, let me even look at kind of how these teams have trended uh, on the season as far as total goals. Like, you know, the Astros, they, they've been bang even, in fact, these teams, uh, actually. Just kind of like, for, for the most part, the Rockies have shaded a little bit under at home. I mean, this is what I love. As a home team, they played 13 games. Six, six, and one. Like, it's an it's an uneven number, and you still couldn't get one of those spots to take the lead. So it's not like a heavy, uh, you know, kind of spot. But I'll tell you this, when it comes to the Strohs, five of their last six have gone under. Okay, for the Rockies, four of their last five have gone under. So these teams right now are playing under baseball, and that's noteworthy. I mean, especially, especially the Astros. Okay, they've given up only one run in – this is ridiculous here. In five or four of their last five and giving up two in the game. I mean, this is crazy. Hold on a second here now. One, yeah, give two, me some three, scores here. Four, five. Yeah, no, they've been they've given yeah. 5-1, 11-1, 2-1, 3-2, 2-1, 2-1. They've given up two or less in six straight and only one run in five of those six. Wow. I can tell you one thing, buddy. I wish we started that trend and bet the unders and t- instead got it on game number seven. I can tell you that for sure. No, that is crazy. And even with those games, so Kev, every one of those games will go under. Even the 11 1 is 12. What's the total? 12 and a half? Under, yeah. under, 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 under. <laughs> 12 and a half. Yeah. Great point. 
Yeah, we have. Do we bet the under in this game? Uh, I think we got to, or you know what I mean? Or yeah, exactly what you say. We'll keep an eye on it in game and see what we can do with it. But that's, mm-hmm. that's unbelievable to me that these guys, uh, wow, they're, they're getting great pitching. Is this what this is with yeah. a Verlander and all these other guys too? Like, wow, man, I, I, you got to hand it to them. It's crazy. That's so annoying. Ah, uh, screw them. <laughs> I can't believe really, that. As a Yankee fan, that's annoying. <laughs> I'm with you. No, Kate. like it is annoying. Yes, you I'm on Oakland me. to win that division too. So screw these like, guys. <laughs> like, are you like for real? Like they they all of a sudden now have one of the best staffs in baseball. They lose Garrett Cole in the offseason. Like, what a, that's so annoying. Man. I, <laughs> that is one team I don't even try and hide it, Cam. Like, I do not like the Astros. I will never like the Astros until I am maybe 50 and everybody that was associated with what happened is completely gone. You'll still hate them when you're 50. It's kind of yeah, like, right. it's kind of like me. It's kind of like me and the Boston Bruins. I'm like, wow, these guys knock out the Leafs every year. I go, you know what? And I, I bet against them. Cap today, I go, you know what? Screw this. The Carolina Hurricanes aren't paying my bills at mortgage. I'm going to bet on the Bruins, and I can hate them less today. Thank you for winning. You know what I mean? But, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry, Kev. You'll get older, and you'll still hate those Astros, especially if they screw your Yankees. Oh, true. I will hate them forever. And my kids will hate them, and their kids <laughs> yes, too. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's uh, that's just how it goes. Um, you know, we, we can quickly bring up the ice here as well. The Canadians yep. have now moved to minus 200 favorites. In that game, plus 160 to come back around on the wow. Flyers. Uh, the total there sits at four and a half, even money to the under. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, guys, if you don't have anything in this game, this game was four and a half uh, to start the over-under because FanDuel got sick and tired of getting kicked in the teeth with all these people just smashing <laughs> unders because every game has gone under in this series. I would advise taking the under four and a half. There's two minutes and uh, 15 seconds and running in the first period right now. As for the Montreal Canadiens, you you can't take that. You got you got the bad side of the number at minus 195. But the Flyers, who were a minus 150 favorite, are now plus 160. If you like Philly, I'd take it now because you got two periods left and you're getting a favorite into a massive dog. I'm on Montreal, but the number is very good if you like Philly live. Yeah, so uh, I think that that's a good way to look at that game. It'll be exciting to see who scores the next goal. Uh, and that might even be a bet that we can make the FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll take a look at some of those uh, prop options as well when we get back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. 
In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top the Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, right back here on In Game Live. We're almost through hour number one, the show flying by. As always, I'm Kevin Walsh. I am alongside Cam Stewart. Unfortunately, not much for us to talk about on the NBA side of things until we get the next game as the Boston Celtics are completely (laughs) running away with this one. They are live 21.5-point favorites. Luckily, though, this total should. I don't like saying anything of certainty in life, although the total is 20 points up from where uh, it closed. But... The total should get over that pregame number, so if people back that, uh, it would be a good spot. Mavs, Clippers, I think for me, uh, Cam, is going to be a live game, which is why we do in-game live. But we were here, we were talking about the ice, and, you know, I was trying to just see, like, kind of props that they have uh, available with the, uh, you know, FanDuel Sportsbook. And I, you know, for me, there's one prop that I um, I don't, I don't really know. So both teams to score... 60-minute double. I think I know what this means, but I is it both teams to score, yes, and then your winner through 60 minutes? Is that what we're looking at with that prop market? So, so this is for hockey you're talking about? Yeah, both yeah, yeah. This to, is for, for Both teams to score and... Huh, interesting. Okay. I never even played that one, Kev, but that makes sense. Yeah. Both teams, yeah. So... Both teams to score, and then you have a final result. Is that t- type of the type of thing? That's like, what I think it is. Yeah, as I'm looking yes, through it, yeah. I think that's what it is. Interesting. That's interesting. It's all plus money, which is uh, which is pretty interesting here. Um, uh, you know, both teams to score. The favorite is yes, and the Canadians at plus one seventy. So, yeah. you know, I think like uh, this. It's just a weird market. You know what's interesting as well, though the team total goals that they have posted with a way so that would be the Canadians is two and a half at minus 110 and then the Flyers at one and a half is minus 135 like I just I think that that's or even exact goals like do you ever play stuff like this Cam like this is the thing with FanDuel they just offer so much stuff like this that I always find it you know interesting to take a look at and see if there's any holes but to be honest with you, I don't know if really we're seeing anything um, over here in the ice that would grab the attention. Yeah, this is. I'm looking at some of these props right now. So double chance, Montreal Canadiens are tie. That makes sense, but it's minus five fifty. So either the Canadians win the game in regulation, or it's tied at minus one five fifty. These are like very similar to soccer bets, Flyers or mm-hmm. Canadians. Tire flyers. No, I have no interest in in those. But no, they offer the menu is absolutely fantastic. Kev. The problem is, I can only eat five or six things. I can't eat twenty things. Like my old days, I I used to crush the buffet. But they have a lot of these. Oh my god, look at this home team goals away exact goals. Yeah, they got they got a lot of things here cooking. Yeah, it's almost overwhelming. But interesting, highest scoring period. Here's the thing. So highest scoring period. I kind of like. The third period, I, I, it's plus 190, but think about this. If the team is down, the, the empty net goal could turn a push into a win. Like, that's how you do it. 
Like if there's going to be yeah. two goals, I think it would be in the third period, one to t- like t- an extra. So even if two to nothing game, then you have the empty netter. They'll pull the goalie at five minutes. Like that's something that I could buy into, Kev. Highest scoring period, third at plus one ninety. That's I like that. That's a bet that I would make. Yeah, I, I like that, especially if you think right. The first period is probably you know with only the one goal. Like there's a reason why it's fifteen to one, right? Like. Yep. And by the way, that would be a terrible bet when a tie loses because then you might, like, there's probably a way to bet on, like, exact score, which, would, which is what you're betting on, by the way, which would be one nothing. That is the thing about yep. Fandle, though. Like, there's, you know, it's that little thing in the corner. It says more wagers. And if you ever really want to awesome. find yourself down a rabbit hole, I mean, and I like the way you put it, the menu. <laughs> the menu. Uh, it's a menu. You're, you're speaking to me there. But there, and there is a lot there. Um, on the menu. Let me and let's just stick with this game for for another second here, Cam, because we've now come sure. to the close of this first period. Minus two ten on the Canadians. The Flyers sit at plus one seventy. Is there a wow. price where you click Philly? <sighs> wow, what a great question. Um, yeah, I guess I guess there is. The thing is, Kev, I do a lot of round robins. So, and parlays, as you know, two game parlays will pay great with a dog, right? So basically, what I did today as I took four NHL games and I parlayed them all in two-game parlays. Colorado, Boston, Montreal, Vancouver. So once I do the math, which is going to take a while, I don't even think the next break I could do it all because I have to add up all (laughs) the ones that have already won. So the Colorado-Boston combinations are there. If Montreal wins too, I'm cooking going into the Vancouver game, then yes, there would be a point. I think if the Flyers got over... Probably around two dollars in the two dollar to twenty five two twenty five. That's something that I I would consider. I just have to do the math and to figure out because I don't want to cost myself money. But yep. I'm going to tell you guys. Listen, I like Montreal in the game, but Philadelphia was the favorite team. You're getting a minus fifty favorite at plus one seventy down one goal in a hockey game. This is what we talk about on Fanduel. Look what happened today. Example: the Tampa Bay Lightning went up to a two to nothing lead. What happened? Carolina scored four unanswered goals. Oh, sorry, um, Columbus scored four answered goal, unanswered goals. Then they were going to win the game, Kev. What happened? Tampa Bay, at like plus 500, scored two goals to force overtime and win the game. Think about the swings and the crazy money lines you have with these two-goal uh, leads that we've talked about. And they happen all the time. Two-nothing lead becomes a 4-2 deficit, becomes a 4-4 game, becomes Tampa Bay winning in overtime. These things happen all the time. So I'm telling you, for all you guys that are just t- dipping your toe into hockey, betting a team down one or two goals is the way to go. You're not going to get it all the time, but the amount of money you get back at like plus 550, 600, and the two goal leads evaporate all the time in hockey. All the time. Yeah. It is one of those. I mean, I remember, you know, as soon as we were kind of doing these shows together, Cam, you were like, yeah, just talking about betting hockey live. And even for people that are not hockey fans, it's hard not to get kind of sucked in because you how much plus money is there, <laughs> yes. how often it's these true. things come back around. Uh, I think it is good stuff. Speaking, though, um, of plus money that has now come back around, the Yankees minus are they winning? 192 in a 2-2 baseball game uh, right now. They have tied this thing up. They have got a runner on as well. So they are currently... They're minus 192 favorites. Now, that number is so big that it it's ridiculous. makes me <laughs> wonder what I'm – I mean, I guess they, they had to jump back to their pre – but Cam, I, I mean, I guess, you know what? I almost now feel silly that we didn't say the Yankees a plus 130 in a game they were only down one run wasn't a monster yeah. play. Because, yeah. I mean, they score one run, they tie it up now. That's come back around over a dollar flip on the Yankees side. You said it, buddy. And that's the thing. Like, and I, I I'm to blame here because I have the Yankees in a parlay, but you said it, that, that it, it was a great number. Garrett Cole's on the Hill and we we're getting these guys as dogs. They literally just score one run to tie it up. And now they're laying the original number when it closed at the start of the yeah. game. If you're liking Tampa Bay, Basically, you know, we're going to have a bullpen game pretty soon, and you're getting plus 154. Oh, Kev, I got good news on my Milwaukee bet. The Brewers are up 2-1 to one as we got them yes! at plus 260 live. So hopefully uh, that could uh, turn out to be something. That would be nice. 
And then when you tell sports nice. grid stats, you could say Cam had that one, so he'll go, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the yeah, win column one. if it if, if, yeah, it, yeah, if yeah. it does win. If it loses, yeah, yeah. Oh, forget about that one. <laughs> <laughs> what happened what there? What? It, was on, it, was on, it was on in-game live. Don't worry about it. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. In-game live exclusive. That's you're a good start, buddy. 80%. Yeah. I was like, ooh. I go, Walsh is hot out of the gate, like me. When I yeah. came out of the gate, I was like 76. I was yeah, laughing, though. Cool. I was like, first of all, only five bets. I think on the same day that I made five, I think Gabe made nine per NBA game, and that doesn't include everything he was doing on the I'm like, 80% a little deceiving. I don't even know what he's you know betting I mean? at the time. Like today, today on the cards, like he had one day, I think in the NBA game, I think he had like 27 props. Like, and even me in golf, like I didn't have 27 bets. I'm just sitting there going, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? what? This guy, okay. Over under three points. Like it was like, he's just going down the list. I'm like, wow, yeah. man, that's a big menu. You want to talk about a menu? Marenzi yeah. restaurant, man, they got a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of items there. Oh, yeah, menu. they are. The, 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 the waiters and waitresses can't move fast enough. Uh, they just keep saying more, 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 uh, more. Which, is, which, which is the case there. Look, the nice thing, though, is the Brewers, and this is the, this is the funny thing. The, the, oh, it was 2-1. The, the bases were loaded, Cam. And this is the one spot. FanDuel, very aggressive book, in my opinion. They, though, get very, they will lock the lines when the bases are loaded especially yeah. if there's like two outs, they're like, no, we're not going to get burned here. We're going to wait for this at bat. They did. The Brewers tack on two. Now, I mean, this is the thing. Like, you know, we're kind of joking here about records and plays, but you tell me. So you had them at plus 260. The Twins are plus 245 here, Cam. Is it time to just lock in profit? Yeah, it might It might be. That's. I, I think that's kind of what you have to do in that situation. Um, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm down with that program. You're getting the twins at plus 245. I'm 260. I sit back and relax. I make money on this game. Next. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do agree. That I still think Milwaukee's winning. I like them as a dog, but plus 245 with the twins and the bats that they have and the way they can hit home runs. No problem with that strategy. Cam, this is a great strategy, too, for people that are real big players. Like, if oh, yeah. I'm betting 50, 50s or whatever, you know, over time, you kind of, meh. Like, remember that night with the Jays and I had them 13 to 1 and they tied it up and lost? Like, if I was a big-time player oh, there, yeah. I could have just hedged out and gone, you know what, this is perfect. But when you're dealing with 25s and 50s live, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to let it ride. But for guys who play big, that's a great way to do it. You're just sitting back and going, wow, I just made like a couple hundred dollars like that, and that's good enough for them, right? That's the way to attack it. Yeah, one, uh, 100%. I, I like that there a lot. Um, I will tell you this. It's funny. You know, it's just so funny, Cam. Like, there are times where you get hit with beats that will stick with you forever. Like, I need three points, right? And it just came in, so the game just went over, right? But I need three points in yeah. four minutes, right? And and there's nothing to do. Of course, they're going to score three points in four minutes. But you'll just sit there and you're like, uh, I don't know. And, I mean, now they did. This game has gone o- over that that number, uh, which is good. And it should, you know, I think it'll probably end up uh, flying over, all, all things considered. But it is just funny. There will be certain beats that will stick with you there. That will make For you sure. think. And there's one spot I want to ask you about that's not on the card. Now we're number two. Uh, I made a couple series bets in the NBA. And one of them is already done. I'll let maybe people know what it is. Uh, we'll discuss it more on the other side. But I need your advice here, Cam, because I don't know what to do. And you're going to help <laughs> me try and make that decision. And that we're going to do that okay, and a lot more in hour number two next year on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. Uh, I want to see what this thing looks like. 
Are you going to be doing that accent this whole part? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From at and one with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.